It's the Red Maryland segment with Greg Klein, covering all things political in the old line state, here on 92.7 WGMD, WGMD.com, and the WGMD app. All right, 749 is the time. Greg joining us on the Backyard Works Newsmaker line. Greg, good morning, sir. Good morning. Thanks for having me again, Mike. Happy to uh, happy to do so. As always, plenty to get to that's uh, taking place in Annapolis. And uh, yesterday, the shooting of two more police officers in Baltimore. And I know the governor continues to push for uh, crime legislation that he's put forward to uh, tougher penalties, uh, among other things. And yet it's constantly met with resistance in Annapolis. I mean, does, does something like this at all move the needle for the Democrats? I mean, Rome, again, is burning. And that's in the words of the former Senate president who's still in office in Annapolis there in Mike Miller. Yeah, I, I look, I think it does ultimately on some of these things. But it's, it's difficult because uh, the main problem the Democrats have, especially with regard to leadership, I think rank-and-file Democrats, they get this stuff, and and as you know, Governor Ehrlich pointed out, there still are a few, not very many in the legislature anymore, but more conservative, moderate Democrats who see this problem. And, and I think those Senate President Emeritus is one of those type of people who, uh, who want – there is some common ground with what the governor wants to do. The problem is there is this view amongst the leadership, one, this progressive view that punishing people isn't the solution to crime. It's the problem. Which is, which is what we've been talking about before, a different worldview. And there's also an idea if you give something to the governor, then you're admitting some sort of failure on the part of the Democrats in the city or whatever. So there's a very defensive uh, mindset that, you know, they, they want to blame others for what's going on. I think it does move things, but, but whether it's enough to, to get some of the things the governor wants to get done, whether the Democrats take credit for it or the governor – they passed the governor's legislation. I know the governor doesn't care about that sort of stuff, but um, we'll have to see. But there is a lot of common ground that they could do some. You know, making uh, increasing the penalties for use of a firearm in a crime, you would think that would be a no-brainer. Right. And that's the kind of bill that, or when it's tacked on as an amendment to the registration stuff, that gets the pushback that you're really, you're really, put, you're really amazed by. And that's what you hear from legislators all the time. No, I certainly agree with you. And I think you hit on a big point there. And for better or worse, I would tend to say worse is that we live in a society today politically where we can't give the other side any sort of credit for an idea or legislation that they put forward that you might agree with. You might agree with it privately, publicly. You're not going to do it because you're too worried about how it's going to be perceived by voters and the media. And that said, and you're right, Governor Hogan has said, look, I don't care who takes credit. Let's just get this thing done. And especially now, he's won his second term. He can't run for a third term. So at this point, especially, there are no political ramifications for it in terms of running for at least governor, the governor's office yeah you know we keep saying that but i'm not sure that he really thinks that way um if you look <laughs> the way that he approaches things and the democrats it to get some deference the democrats will say that the governor's taking credit for stuff that they actually did mm-hmm. um so they'll do that and of course you can't forget the fact that there's a there's an election going on this year in the city of baltimore so there are a lot of democrats who you know either are running for something in the city of baltimore in the legislature or want to protect you know, they're, they're friends in there from this kind of stuff. But yeah. there's no question this is a problem that needs addressing. 
And, you know, long gun registration, all this kind of stuff, we've written a lot about at Red Maryland. Even if it passes as bad legislation as it is, we all know it's not going to do anything to solve the problem there. The stuff that would, you know, really solve the problems, the accountability for judges, uh, longer terms for people who use uh, guns in the commission of crimes, getting those violent criminals off the streets. I think there was one uh, statistic that came out that people who commit a murder have been charged with nine other crimes previously before they're convicted or something like that. It's, you know, we know what the problem is. It's it's getting at it that something that just comes into this progressive mindset that, you know, punishing people and putting them in jail is not the way to solve crime problems, and it's just crazy. Yeah, by the way, punishment is after a crime occurs. It's not the other way around. I just uh, the Democrats' way of thinking. I mean, they're, they're trying to protect their own, and they're trying to get votes. Uh, that's uh, pander to uh, minorities. I mean, that's clearly what that is, uh, and it's very, very sad. And again, Rome is burning in Baltimore City, as we see each and every day. But switching gears, after we talked last Thursday, legislation was put forward on Kerwin recommendations. And no mechanism to pay for it, but what has been at least talked about, and I hate to sound like a broken record, and I brought this up the other day with Delegate Hartman, you know, sports gambling, legalizing marijuana, that's not going to come close to pay for the amount of money that they're looking to spend each and every year on the current recommendations if it's fully implemented or even you know, 60% implemented. Uh, absolutely. And, and, of course, they put off the marijuana thing for another year. Uh, the sports thing, every other state's going to be doing the same thing, so it's going to be like other gambling things where we're competing with surrounding states. Yeah, Virginia's on board now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, everybody's, everybody's going to be doing that. So it's going to be, you know, a smaller piece of a pie um, that we end up getting. That's good. Um, you know, there, there's, there was discussion of the uh, putting the tax on your Netflix account, essentially expanding the sales tax. That's still not going to be enough unless they – really expanded to things like food or stuff like that, which which has been kind of mentioned but not serious talk. There's some there's some old uh, liberal t- uh, business tax ideas like closing uh, combined accounting and doing all these kinds of things, which are going to really drive businesses across the border into Delaware and Virginia and Pennsylvania uh, that have been rejected before. But because of the insatiable need for money, they're being revisited as well. None of it's going to be anywhere near enough to pay the $32 billion or – 30-plus billion dollars, $4 billion plus a year once it's fully implemented. Um, and I think the Democrats seem to be inclined to just pass this as mandated spending and try to figure it out later. You know, <laughs> there was some talk. There was some talk, and you still hear kind of murmurs in the state. And I, I'd be fascinated to hear what Senator Carosa will say about this. There's more talk in the state Senate about maybe slowing this down or stretching this out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um but you don't hear anything like that in the House, and you're right. There is no way to pay for it. That's been the, that's been, and they introduced this bill finally. I think on the last day you could introduce bills. They kind of suspended the rules in the Senate to get it right to a committee. They're trying so hard to tiptoe past the graveyard on this, as they have been with this whole Kerwin thing, that at some point the rubber's going to meet the road, and they're either going to have to pass massive tax increases to pay for it, or they have to acknowledge that it's that. They don't have a way to pay for it, but we're going to spend the money anyway. Yeah, now, um, yeah I was we'll just what happened. Yeah, well, I wanted to switch over for a second to flavored tobacco, e-cigarettes. Why is the comptroller getting involved in this exactly, uh, other than running for governor in a couple of years? 
Um, well, he does have some, it is somewhat within his portfolio to regulate this kind of stuff. Of course, he's running for governor. He should be, he should be asked about every issue that's going on, and he should be give, he should give opinions and all that stuff. Um, I, I think it's a popular issue. He's trying to get some attention. You know, he's done it in the past with some of the, the um, local brewery stuff. That's kind of played itself out because um, there's been legislation passed that's kind of dealt with that. He's just trying to get his name in the paper. Yeah. This is a popular thing to go after. It's You know, the president's made an issue out of this as well, uh, banning some of this stuff. And, and, and again, this is a, you know, if you think this is a conservative Democrat, um, yeah, this is, you know, how, how does banning stuff fit into that much? fit into that model it really doesn't yeah that's going to save a lot of lives in baltimore city isn't it banning ba- yeah. banning flavored e-cigarettes and tobacco sure okay well if they, if they feel good sleeping at night with that well god bless them it's one of the things that drives me crazy about annapolis is there's so many big difficult complex issues that need to be addressed but and the media is a big part of the problem here those little small ball kinds of issues that are easy to digest and report on and talk about like e-cigarettes or you know, uh, banning lighter, certain lighters, I remember was one one year or, you know, breaking, you know, doing all these kind of small ball bills gets lots of media attention because, you know, uh, Neil Parent, who we really love, has a bill to to uh, to prevent lemonade stands from being fined or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're all in favor of that. But is that, you know, is that really the best use of time down there? But those are the things that get get these guys in the newspaper and they're all desperate to get some media attention now greg you're a lawyer real quickly i got a press release that speaker jones introducing legislation to end historically black college lawsuit i I remember reading about this but not recently Uh, can you just give us a quick synopsis of all this well um historically black colleges and universities hbcus they've been in litigation for years claiming that they've been underfunded they've been unfairly got less than other universities Mm -hmm. um they've been trying to settle this case for years uh, the governor has increased what what he's willing to put forward to settle his case about two hundred million dollars. Um, this bill would put aside about five hundred million dollars to settle this case. Um, the the go- governor Hogan's willing to talk, and he's put forward more than Martin O'Malley put forward to try to settle this. But of course, it's never enough. Mm-hmm. And this is part of look. We have the first African American speaker. There's an agenda. That represents that. You know, we've got two new statues that have been put up this week. We've got bills creating uh, reparations commissions, and this is another part of that um, pride ag- or unity agenda uh, that's being put forward. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where this goes. UMES, of course, one of those uh, colleges. And uh, next week, uh, Greg, and, and I'm looking to get Sheriff Lewis on tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about sanctuary state legislation. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Greg, thanks so much as always. RedMaryland.com, Red Maryland on Facebook and Twitter. We'll talk next Thursday, sir. Thanks for having me. Take Great. care. Thank you. You as well. All right. Eight o'clock news is on the way.